Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I am the mayor, Heath Sheeran, and I'm the host of this podcast. And I'm super pumped to be here today because I got my buddy, Jeff Moret hanging out with me. Uh, love this guy. Love what he brings to the table. Um, love the flavor that he brings. It's so cool and so refreshing. He comes from outside the industry. He's been super successful in the last three years since he's been in our industry. And he just breaks down his playbook, just lays it out there. Uh, and I, th- I think it's a good one. Uh, and I think it's one that is, uh, you know, one that you could take some notes from, some you can take some stuff from. But I just love his his spirit, and I love what he talks about. So. I can't wait for you to hear that. Before I get into that, I got to talk about my good friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They don't have any uh, any fees, uh, upfront fees, startup fees, anything like that. No real lengthy contracts at all. They only work off a commission split, and that's only off the carriers they bring to the table. And so you got to check it out, smartchoiceagents.com. If you're looking for a couple of markets or if you're looking for a whole bunch of markets, <coughs> Check it out. Uh, they also do commissions or contingency splits, bonus sharing, things of that nature. So if you're in a position where you got a, a market that you're just every year, you're just a little bit short uh, of hitting that uh, that number to hit bonus sharing, uh, contingency, stuff like that, maybe hook up with them for that. There's a lot of different options out there. Smartchoiceagents.com. Smartchoiceagents.com. Uh, also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's one of those things that you uh, you need to have in your agency because uh, as Jeff talks about in this episode, uh, it's just a game changer. And now they're doing commercial, so they can help you not only get uh, the deck pages, but now loss runs. You got to check it out. Usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Um, and get your demo, get your discount, all of those things just for being a listener of the show today. Thank you. And now, um, on to my special guest today in Jeff Moret. Jeff, what's going on, my man? How are you? Heath, man, how you been? It's good to, good to see you again. Yeah, dude, it's really good to catch up again. I'm glad that uh, we could do this. You know, audience, guys, I, I met this guy at, at uh, the event in Austin, One City World Tour, and just loved hearing, you know, his approach and some things like that. So, I want to introduce to him to um, you guys and you guys to him. And so citizens get ready. It's going to be a good episode. But uh, before we get too far into it, Jeff, I'd love for them to know who you are a little bit. Can you go back as far as you want to? Let's take a walk down memory lane and tell them who he is and where you come from. Absolutely. So I was born in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, Grew up there a little bit north of Atlanta and then uh, went to college at Moorhead State University where I was lucky enough to play football for uh, five seasons up there and uh, met my wife in college, joined um, a dot-com right out of college for a year and uh, worked for them and uh, learned the ways of the world, so to speak. And, uh, and, you know, a 23 year old, not knowing nothing from nothing and, uh, and was there for a year. The company was ecampus.com. So my job, first job out of college was to do three things. One, uh, throw t-shirts out at places and have them get to buy books from us. Two, drive a yellow Hummer around 
Uh, and then three, go to colleges and universities and get them to take their physical bookstore inventory, completely throw that away and buy everything online. So it was one of those where coming out of college, it was not an easy quote unquote sale. So, uh, so was, was, did that for a year, had a blast, um, and then realized, wow, I'm not making any money. And, uh, a mentor of mine had always said, you would be great at advertising sales. So joined his company, uh, was there for 16 years, started off as an account executive, ended up as a senior vice president, um, uh, for the, for the, for the Southeast. And then, um, about three years ago, um, jumped ship and was done with the corporate world. Um, unfortunately, got caught up in a, in a buyout and a downsize. So here I was, 39 years old, not having a backup plan and uh, not really knowing what I was going to do. So uh, the principal agent at our agency, Daniel Howard, um, had purchased a agency from his uh, father-in-law at the time, was a nationwide agent. And I'd known Daniel for about 10 years. And, um, you know, we were playing golf one day and, and had lunch and was just, you know, talking. He said, man, he said, you would be great at insurance. He said, why don't you come and check it out? And I said, I, I, I don't know the first thing about insurance. Why would I, what are you talking about? And he said, listen, he said, take the class, right? So it's in the middle of COVID. It was a Monday through Thursday PNC class that I know everybody is, has taken at one time, right? Eight to five. So I literally get in the class. I look at all the screen and I, you know, I'm there and I look and I see Dan Issel. Now for anybody outside of the state of Kentucky or a huge basketball fan, they probably don't know who Dan Issel is. Well, Dan Issel is in the NBA Hall of Fame. He's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He is also probably at that point, late 60s, early 70s. So I send him a message and I said, Dan, I said, do you know what? With all due respect, what what are you doing? I said, you know, you're 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 the guy. Like, you know, from a former college athlete, you make it to the Hall of Fame, you're the man. And he said, I'm always challenging myself, and I always wanted to do something new. I'm in the horse business. I'm paying all this money to horse insurance. I want to try something new. So, kind of that, you know, when you're going through a career shift and you don't really know what's going on, and you're going, is this the right thing? You know, and in your mind, you're like, listen, we're burning the boats. There's no backup plan. Let's go, right? That was kind of that little bit of, hey, man, we're going to be okay. It's going good. Just trust the process. And so joined Daniel uh, and then similar situation. Didn't know nothing from nothing in insurance. Uh, and, and have now, this is my third year. Um, and then helping Daniel out from running the business side, you know, procedures, policies, uh, sales trainings, you know, all that business side of it. But then also, you know, for me, getting out of the boardroom and back in the streets and 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 doing the policies, going to businesses, right, you know, right, just just funning and gunning, man, and, and having a great time and really revitalizing myself um, from out of that corporate world into the small business world, but also fundamentally still doing and helping customers you know, in the right way and, and making sure they're taken care of. I like that fun and gunning. That's yep. a really cool. That's a cool way of, of saying that. That's really cool. So, yeah. And I like one of the things that you said, I think we talked about this a little bit the first time we met was just like, I'm going to burn the ships. We're going all in. This is, you know, what I'm doing. And so I find that fascinating. What did that look like for you at that time? What does burning the ships look like? Is that just your motto, just a motto of saying, you know, I'm in like, yeah. there's no going back. I'm in. Yeah. So I had a couple opportunities to still stay in the insurance industry. 
um, and to be in that executive level. But I, I was I was so burnt out of the corporate world and the um, accountants and CFOs running the companies and not doing what was right for the people, not what was right for the business, but what was right for the owners and the VC companies, um, you know, and their pocketbooks. And that's one thing, you know, I see in our industry right now, um, you know, with the VCs buying up independent agencies and things like that. Um, and, and I will say this, listen, do what is right, but also know at the end of the day, VC companies, venture capitalist companies, um, they want to make money. And normally they go in, they buy a company, they strip everything down, pull everything out, and then they try to either resell it or pull as much profit out. I mean, that's their, that's their business, right? Awesome. But looking at what we've done from an independent agency standpoint in, a, in, in acquiring books, in um, you know, going and, and continuing the legacy that uh, other companies have built, not just let's go in and, and, and you know, take more money and that's what we need to do. No, it's let's continue the legacy that this business owner has, has built and grown since day one and, and continue that in our family-run business. Yeah. So as someone coming in from the outside, looking in, you know, we know where our flaws sit and we know as, you know, I've been in the business 20 years now, my dad is, you know, 80 years old, still slinging insurance. So what'd that look like for you coming in? What was your first thought of like, you know, cause that's a totally different world. It's sales, yeah. and it's, but it's, it's different. It is. And, you know, I was real big on needs-based selling and I have been for, for, you know, the 20 years I was in, in, in out of college, if you will, right in the sales industry, um, there were two things that that I could not and still don't wrap my head around. Right when when you sold advertising, it was here you go. We're selling advertising. I know what the revenue is. I know what the splits are. Here we go. For in the independent side, it's here's the carriers we have. Oh, if it's if it's new uh, multi line with this this this, it's this percentage. And then if it's, uh, you know, renewal, it's this percentage, right? So once you figure that out, then all of a sudden you're going into your book and you're saying, okay, where are our renewals? Where is our new business? Where's the business coming from? So understanding that aspect of it, that was the hard thing of it. And, and having the multiple carriers and the multiple lines of revenue, and, and then also having just the right way to do things. You know, the neat thing is with Daniel coming off of Nationwide and being independent, he, you know, they knew the Nationwide way. And, and I was coming in, I said, well, why do we do it this way? You know, uh, late pays, for instance, right? I said, why are we calling them? You know, just as a, as, you know, why are we doing that? It's what we do. Okay, great. You know, and working with teams like Mick Hunt at Premier Strategy Box and, and, and you know, other, other helpers, if you will, and looking at all of our processes and procedures and saying, why do we do it? And then asking, you know, well, why is this? Or what is this? The one thing that I still can't get over, and I do it a ton, is I'll have a buddy call me and go, hey, man, you know, uh, can you insure us? Absolutely. But yes, we can. Don't worry. I'll find a market for you. Right. And then realizing, well, it's a fireworks store uh, right by a gasoline plant. Hmm. Well, that's probably an ENS type of stuff, you know, so so but having that versus my old days of, well, yeah, we can do everything. Go for it. Right. It's, it's honing that in, pulling that back a little bit um, and on the reins. But yeah, from an outsider, I love our industry. Um, and, and it's interesting because. I was used to walking into different businesses on a, on a daily basis. It didn't matter if it was a lawyer or if it was a car dealership, right? For this and, and for the agents out there, the one thing that we've really started to do is, 
And I know we hear a ton of it is specialized, have a, have a target, right? Is it contractors? Is it, is it service folks? Is it, you know, whatever that line of business is, become an expert in that field. And that's what has really helped out our agency and us. It's going to your carriers, finding out what those underwriters want, and then saying, okay, I'm going to, I call it reverse prospecting, right? If, if Grange, for instance, right? Grange says we want HVAC companies with five commercial autos or under 10 employees. Like that's our bread and butter. That's what we want. Okay, great. So utilizing our resources and the chamber, rotary, BNI, whatever you're using and go, I want to be the expert, right? Join BIA, join those type of things and work with those underwriters and then walk in and go, Hey, Mr. Business Owner, you know, I try to stay away from price because you know in sales. Listen, you live by the price, you die by the price. And we're seeing it right now. But if you can bring value and you say, hey, you know, um, you know, I was I was looking at your current policies and and you know, I found where you do not have XYZ, you know, tell me why. And then all of a sudden they'll go, Oh, I don't, I don't know why I don't have that. You know, well, and this is why it's important to you. Would that be beneficial to add that? Well, yeah, I need to do that. Okay, great, right? I didn't bring price in it at all. I brought value. I brought, I'm an expert in the industry and you bring value in it and that's how you do it. Yeah. I love that. And I'm a big niche, uh, a niche guy. And I had my own niches and back in my agency owner days and back in my producer days. And I try to teach that a, a lot in my consulting. And so I love that. And I think you're right. If you can have that, we can add a value instead of making it about price. That's going to be huge. But I'd love to see from your perspective, if you can do this again, not scripted. So if I have to edit, that's fine. <laughs> but going back to you before you get to that place where you're looking at their policies, if you're training producers right now to get in the door, what do you teach them? Where, where do you come from on this of like how to get to that place to where you're actually getting those deck pages to take a look at? Do you have right. any, any ideas, any tricks, any things you teach your producers on that? Absolutely. One, have a plan. Um, and, and know your opening statement, your value statement and practice that before you're even walking in. So, so what I do, what I do is, is I look at, I look at our team and I say, okay, you know, I know that this person is great at walking in front of people. And, and, you know, as I say all the time, tell me no to my face, right? It's a lot easier to tell me no on my face than, than or, you know, on the phone than it is when I'm walking in the door. So what I agree do, yeah. So what I do is I say, okay, producers, you know, let's use Susie, right? Susie, you really, what do you like? What's your passion about? Oh, you really enjoy this section of business, right? You love writing commercial auto. Okay, great. Well, then I get with the carriers and find out what niche they want. So then we get down and we say, okay, Susie, let's get 25 of these type of business. Let's write them down. Okay. And, and I have that because you the one thing I've learned about sales training and, and, and through the years and, and, you know, higher level, whatever, they got to own it. You can't walk in and say, I want you to do this. It's more or less, let's have a conversation. Let's have you have buy-in. Let's get the value. Let me show you the value of why you need to do this and do that. So we, we plan, right? We, we, we find out, let's go to these top 25 businesses, right? Then on the next side, what do you want to say? And how do you want to say it? Right? Because perception is reality. So if you walk in, I always say that, walk in with that swagger. 
right? On, on, uh, and I was a linebacker, right? We had that swagger, right? When we walked on the field, you knew, don't come across the middle because we're going to take your head off. You want to have that same swagger walking into that business. Right. And, 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 but that's not like, I'm just going to cold call today and here we go. No, it's what is your plan? What are you saying? What is your value statement? I would always say whatever your value statement is, the old Batman cartoons when it was bop and pow and slam, that's your value statement coming up front. So when you walk in, and, and I'll use this one for example. So, hey, Mr. Business Owner, um, if I were to show you how I can increase your revenue while increasing your coverage so that heaven forbid something happens bad, would you give me 15 minutes to talk about? Okay. Right. And they go, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Not, hey, uh, you know, I'm Jeff with Parsons and Howard Insurance Group and we're great and we write a lot of good policies and I'm awesome at customer service. You know, it's what is going to yeah. separate. Yeah, I know. Right. What is going to separate you? So if you plan, so if you write that out and then also here's the other thing before you're even walking the door, let's practice it. Let's role play. Right. Salespeople and especially type A guys like myself. Right. That are, quote unquote, good or whatever. You look at your number one, number two producers. They don't want to role play because I got. No, I'm already good. Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. We, we teach, you know, I, I teach a lot of role playing in my consulting and. Yeah, we've oh, yeah. done some role playing live on the uh, on Insurance Town uh, with uh, Therese and I. We've done some other ones throughout the years, and, and uh, I, I, for a long time, I've been mean, I hated role playing. Uh, I was one of those producers like I got this, I don't need it, or this is not real world. It's not going to really like be this way. But once you can do that, you know, I think like you said, you know, you played football, I played basketball. There's people out there that are listening to played soccer, whatever sport it was. Even you know, going to dance or cheerleading, whatever. Um, practice makes perfect. You have to practice. You can't just show up to the game and be like, oh, I'm going to win or yeah. I'm going to do this routine, you know, and it's going to work perfectly without practice. So again, that role playing goes back to practicing. 100%. And so, you know, when I start talking to people about it and they're like, oh, I hate it. And I'm like, you know, if I'm talking to a producer, most of them are big golfers. But like, you think you can just show up once a month and be excellent at golf? No, you got to go to the driving range. You got to practice your putting, your chipping. You've got to do this and that. Same thing here. Role playing is just part of chipping and putting. Yep, exactly. And and in the role playing of having, having a plan. So, uh, you know, it's not just let's sit down, Mr. Producer, and role play. It's, it's you know, yeah. and... For the sales managers out there, and you know that, right? If you have a plan, and I use one-on-ones for an example, right? So each week, it's not, I'm going to sit down. How many calls did you make? What did you do? What happened? It's, you know, what were your wins? What were your challenges? Let's talk about your challenges. Or let's talk about your wins. Why was it a win? What did you do this different than that different, right? And as a producer, knowing, man, I just got my tail whipped on this account. Why? Did you did you plan before, right? So going back to that to that that producer and what and that's one thing I wanted is anytime I listen to podcasts, I always want to take one thing away from it, right? So so getting back to that producer, right? Once you role play this, then you're walking in the business. Once you get that appointment, great job, right? But and this is this was hard for me to do coming new to the industry, right? There are three things that I need to have now that I won't sit down with a, with a business owner until I have buy-in from all three of these things. One, I need all of your deck pages, right? And, and we're in the process of, of talking with Canopy Connect to get that, you know, because I go, so looking at it from my mind and outsider of like, yeah. 
well, wait, what do we, what do you mean? There's, we don't have options to this. Let's do this. Right. So we're looking at a technology side. So one deck pages, I got to have that loss runs. And that comes into the third question. Are you willing to break up with your agency? Are you willing to say, I'm not going to do business with you, Mr. Agent, insurance agent. And, 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 you know, I always ask them before I ask that, I say, you know, tell me about your relationship with your agent and what do you like and what do you not like? Right. So that gets them talking. So I find out, is it their brother? Is it a 30 year family friend? Do you go to church with them? Because, and, and that's fine. If they're not going to break up with their agent, then you know what you say? Hey, thank you so much. Listen, I appreciate it. Here's my card. Here's my, you know, info. Um, do you mind if I call you for a, a, a year from now? Right. Yep. And I'll give you a real life example. So had a customer or had a, a guy meeting with next week is a plumbing customer, right? So Grange about 18 months ago says, we want plumbers. Perfect. So I did the whole process, got down, called a guy, one of the largest and, and oldest plumbing companies in Lexington, Kentucky. Great. Owner said, I've been with my guy for 35 years. I'm not changing. Sounds good. Do you mind if I call you in a year? Put it in agency Zoom. It came up on Monday. And I, when I saw it, I go, okay, I'll call the guy. And I called him, said, hey, you know, hey, Jeff with Parsons and Howard Insurance Group. I don't know if you remember me or not, but I spoke with you about a year ago. He says, yeah. He says, you know, he said, uh, I I'm interested. I said, okay. I said, well, what happened? My current agency that I was working with got bought. And I don't like these new fast talking guys. And I said, well, you know what? I said, uh, well, let's go get a cup of coffee this week. So Friday morning, I'm going to the cup, of, get a cup of coffee with him, right? So it's, it's no, that's awesome. Like, I would have been tempted to be like, uh, when he said about the fast, I guess, well, great. Yeah. Would you like to go get some coffee? <laughs> Hello. Well, and that's the other thing. Yeah, I don't talk fast at all. Yeah, not at all. Especially when I get excited. Nah, you know, but. Right. No, that's it, awesome. It, no, that's a great story because that happens. And what we found, I've been in this 20 years now, is those relationships change every three to four years on statistic. Whether they say they're best friends or they've been with them for 30 years or whatever, there's buyouts, there's acquisitions, there's death, there's retirement. Yep. There's a whole host of things. Or maybe they are a captive and that carrier went up and they have nowhere else to go. Or maybe and maybe it is a temporary situation. Maybe they say, hey, I'm going to leave my brother-in-law because the rates went up. You might even say, hey, we'll park it here for a few years, knowing they're probably going to leave anyway in three or four years. And then you can go back to your brother-in-law. And then yep. you might still earn their business later on or referrals or whatever it might be. Yeah. I don't think you could be afraid of that. Um, and I'm a big believer in the follow-up and saying, yep. hey, I'm going to reach out and then maybe put a drip campaign together with automations. Yep. To, even if you don't win it, just, you know, even at six months and then a year you call them back and then six months at whatever, I don't care what it looks like, but you could still put them in some sort of campaign of, you know, it's great to meet you. Look forward to talking to you in six or eight months. Hope things are going well, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, an agency Zoom does that greatly right yeah. and I'm coming from the corporate world of salesforce which which right not, i love salesforce if salesforce ever gets the insurance industry i'm out i'm out yeah. right and and i say that with peace and love for salesforce users right but, right, right um but yeah so i'm a big believer in salesforce too and hubspot and all those but yeah. agency zoom is fantastic too but i say it in this right if you have a crm tool use it a hundred percent there's the guitar riff we're at a mid-roll ad. It's time to talk about my friends over at CoverDesk, your premier solution for those virtual assistants. If you've got some 
some hiring hiring challenges. If you're looking for some tasks to get offloaded, if you're looking because you're in a hard market, maybe you need a team of VAs to help you with some reshops, some remarkets. Maybe you're doing a book roll because you've got a carrier that's pulled out uh, or putting you in a situation you got to do that. Maybe you've got some situations, some special projects you need done, whether you need a team model, a team approach, or you need an individual virtual assistant for your agency. Coverdesk is the way to go. They go through rigorous training within uh, within the insurance confines. They spend a month doing some serious training. So they come into your agency ready to rock. They become a part of your team, a part of your environment, a part of the fabric of your agency and the existence of who you are. You don't want to miss out. Um, go to Coverdesk.com, Coverdesk.com. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, we're getting ready at our agency to launch a um, monthly newsletter, which which everybody's like, oh, that's not going to, that's dumb. And why do we need to do that? And da 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 right? Yeah. Because, but once again, if like you hit that, it's top mind awareness, right? But the other, listen, as producers and agencies, we're selling ourselves. 100% we're selling ourselves. And if someone likes you and they want to do business with you, they want to know about your dog. They want to know about your kids. They want to know about what is a good yeah. rep. Yeah, you're exactly right. So to speak, they do like that. Uh, You're exactly right. But then again, on the flip side of that, you know, one of the things that I've gotten, you know, over the last two or three years, uh, or maybe less years, maybe year and a half, there's this, um, I forget the name, maybe it's community. But anyway, it's these group texts that go out, you can sign up for and I've got several different people I follow that I'll get a text from them. I know it's a canned text that went out to 500 people. But it looks like it came from them, whatever. But anyhow, you know, I envision agencies sending those out from your management system to say even something as simple as you mentioned earlier, um, you know, Grange has this new thing coming out or Progressive has this or Safeco or whatever carrier you want to talk about nationwide, whatever has this new product. Even if that text that goes out to 5,000 people or 3,000 people only reaches 100 and the other 4,900 or whatever don't hear it's at least something out there that shows you're an independent and it shows you've got some some news going on. Maybe the next one you send out will hit the other ones that you need or whatever. But just to say something to the effect of, you know, Safeco just announced a 10% decrease in rates going into this for this line of business. Or Grange just said they want to write plumbers. So if you know a plumber or you're a plumber, blah, blah, blah. Yep. All those types of things help too. Then you can send out the pictures about your dog or you could send out, you know, happy Valentine's Day or yeah, yeah. happy yeah, that's four things. The four things we're going to do is have a recipe, have have a spotlight on an employee, and then some sort of insurance like is a that. national, yeah, a national brand of like um, what is going on in the industry right now, right? And then and then a, a carrier spotlight because Love that. you know how many times do do we call people and they go, well, auto owners is a great fit, and they go, I've never heard of auto owners. What what is auto owners? You know, or who's this? So we looked at it saying, okay, we need 12. So, so we have, we have, you know, seven employees in our agency. So we have seven months of that, right? We're going to do uh, the carrier, you know, so something where once again, everything we do has to have value to the customer. So yeah. I want to make sure that if I'm reading this, eventually I'm going to go, I mean, I, Jeff was talking about something with water and sewer backup, or I don't remember what it was, but all of a sudden when, um, you know, our service team calls them on renewals and says, Hey, I noticed you don't have water and sewer backup. And they go, Oh yeah. I remember the video that Jeff did about that. Like, I, I don't know what, Oh, by the way, it's blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, I need that. Yeah. 
And I, I think to add to that, you might try to do, and I go again, cheesy and hokey, but you might try to have some sort of call to action in there, some sort of uh, way where they can respond to you. And maybe you, you know, uh, maybe you add, I had uh, a client of mine that had a newsletter several years back that they put in like a classified section to have people like one of their clients maybe was looking for a new technician for their HVAC company. That's a great, well, maybe they had this and it's a way to get them involved in it. And you can mm-hmm. highlight some of this, or if you want to write a, a 30 or a 30 word, you know, ad here or a half page article on whatever, come on. That's just free content yeah. you put in your newsletter. But anyway, I don't want to, that's a separate conversation. I forgot we're recording, but I just feel like two guys talking. But anyway, um, no, I love that. So you mentioned deck pages, loss runs, breakup of the email. What's the third thing? That was it. So those are the three things. So, so I missed one. I think I, I'm, I'm from Arkansas. I'm a little slow. Okay. Yeah. Deck pages, current deck pages. Yeah. Current loss runs and the buy-in to break up with your agent. Got it. That's what it was. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And then yeah, I think that's awesome. Down, yeah. Then, then once you stand with them is just, you know, have a conversation and, and, and talk with them. Why do they, why did they choose what they chose? You know, because a lot of people, and, and the one thing for me, breaking it down and being new to the industry, it's where, where am I liable, right? Slip and fall. Do I have a business yeah. you know, storefront, things like that. What do I own, you know, and from a property standpoint, and then, and you know, the two things of, of that, right? So in my head, it's like, okay, where, what do I own? What do I have to insure this way? And then from a liability standpoint, where am I at? Right. Then, and so then I bring, you know, I, 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 you know, my ABC principal was phenomenal. I, I, you know, he has been in it. He went to college and he's been in it for 25 years, yeah. but I'll, I'll come in and I'll go, okay, man, I got this really hard risk and da 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 da. And here's what we're doing. And that he's like, Hey man, where do they got? Where's the liability exposures? And it, it, it just tries to make it simple for me. And that's been the fun thing. And then, you know, once you go in and one thing that I was really good at is, is on the, on the sales side, on the deck, right. On, on your proposal. Okay. Um, on the personal lines. And this was funny because Hanley said the same thing. And I go, we're doing this is loom videos. So I don't even remember what was that app clubhouse, right? It was yeah. the, the new, you know, so I was on clubhouse right when I first got in the industry and I'm listening to these people and they're like, we need to do video. Who does video proposals? And I was like, well, that's kind of cool because I have the, the book that was the, the quote unquote, it's called seed book of, hey, call these people. By the way, nobody's called them in like two years because yeah. the agent left and blah, blah, blah. Go for it. Well, a lot of them were retired folks. Well, they didn't want to meet with me because it's COVID. I wanted to at least get them to understand me. So I just started doing Loom videos. And all of a sudden it was, I'm going to, from a personal side, I'm going to do, I'm going to have my picture or my, you know, my face. And going through the policy on what is good and, and what yeah. you need, all type of stuff. So did that, right? Well, fast forward a year and a half, Hanley does a whole thing on it. I'm like, holy smokes, we were doing that. That's amazing. High five, you know? Yeah. But from that aspect of it and, and utilizing, you know, listen, you know, like I said, we're selling us. People want to work with us, right? Everybody has access to, to insurance. Why am I going where I'm going? What is making me different? And, and, you know, Aaron Gordon hit the nail on the head. He's like, listen, I'm selling you a promise and a piece of paper. Yeah. So, right there. Yeah, you, you nail, like, again, you know, I'm, I was a big cold call guy. I love cold calls. I love drop-ins. Like, I would love, like, I started off in the business before Google days. It makes you really old. And I had to go knock on doors. And I had to go do that. But, again, going back to your value statement 
and going back to just ownership of that and just being honest about it. And I get frustrated when people try to be slick and cute about it and try to do this or that. It's just best if you just go in, just have a conversation, like you mentioned, and have your value statement ready and just own what you do instead of trying to hide around it and be like, uh, you know, try to be slick and fast talking. Just be honest about it and have that value statement. You know, at APP, it's, we help agencies just like you to tackle their biggest challenges. And those challenges are people, processes, things of that nature. Uh, and once I started using that and just being, you know, laying it out there, then Angie's like, oh, I got challenges. You know, I need help in my retention process. I need help with training uh, my people. Oh, I need help here. And it's just a short, simple yeah. value statement. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you probably have several canned, you know, value statements or your producers that you train have their value statements. It doesn't have to be slick. It doesn't have to be easy. Just an honest, straightforward, easy thing. And don't be afraid to go in and use have some confidence about you and go. Yep. Yep. And, and I, I say it. Don't be afraid to fail. It's okay. Right? I mean, You're going to. Here's a shot. I miss a tackle. You know, our, our, I have three children and, and they're all involved, involved in sports and our oldest plays volleyball. Right? And so I tell her all the time. Short memory. Listen, you on serve receive, if, if you miss one and it goes out, by the way, there's one coming in less than three seconds. So short memory. You know, same thing with, with producers. And I, I'm with you, Heath. Man, listen, anytime we want to go cold calling, I love it. I still, I love that. I love that butterflies in your stomach of walking in a business. And it's like, here we go, baby. Let's roll. You know, I mean, that to me just fires me up. And I love that. But what I'm seeing is in our industry, you have that fire in the belly, but you also are seeing 80, 90% churn of year one to year two. And, and, and why is that? You know, and I've, I've reached out to even people that used to work at our agency and say, Hey, what'd you like about us? And, and, and why did you leave? You know, nobody, and this is just salespeople in general. Nobody walks in and goes, I really want to be bad today. I want to fail. <laughs> and I just want to be poor and I want to get my teeth kicked it all day. No. So the question is, okay, is it will? No. It's not will because we all show up and want to, we want to win. Or is it something in your process, right? Is it, and, and, and you know, talking with, with Kelly and Steven and, and you, like, listen, APP is phenomenal on what you guys are doing of that process and getting that salesperson to the next level, right? But it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's having a plan. Yeah. What are we doing? What is, yeah. what is our outcome of this, right? And then also one thing we've started to do is celebrate the wins. Listen, if you can get five or six appointments, you're going to close one or two, right? Yeah. Let's celebrate that. And and even some of our larger accounts that we've gotten, like we got a, a you know certain agencies. You know, we're we're a, a little over a million dollar revenue agency, right? So we're not yeah. monster, but we're not you know small either, right? We're a good yeah. middle agency, right? As as uh, as uh, the lady at One City said, we're right in the top 35%. We'll take it for now, you know? Yeah. Um, and so- For sure. Yeah, exactly. So we signed a $100,000 workman's comp, right? Awesome. We were super pumped about it, right? And literally the next day, I was like, all right, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, what else can I do? What's the next one to go? Let's go. And, and, and my AC principal starts laughing and goes, man, you really didn't celebrate that for about four hours, did you? I'm like, hey, man, on to the next one. You know, but but that's the thing. It's like, yeah, job when you celebrate it, but also like, okay, when is it mentally in the sales side? When are we ready to do that? Because you don't want to rest on your laurels, but also you want to make sure that you're that you know the score of the games. I say, yeah, I was talking to uh, a producer that I work with just this week, 
yesterday, maybe, uh, or Friday of last week. And it was, you know, he was really resting on, I've got this $300,000 account coming up and I'm good. I'm like, whoa, you know, yeah, that, cool. Good for you. But you know, what about the rest of the year? What are you going to do? Sit back and do nothing. You got to have some more revenue than that. You know, you got to have this, or what if something happens at account? What if that guy gets hit by a bus tomorrow? What if this good for you? Let's move on. Let's try to get above that. And those people that if you're a salesperson list this now, if your goal is, you know, I'm going to write a hundred thousand a month and you hit that hundred thousand at the 15th day and you just stop, you know, I got a problem with that. Let's move forward. Let's try to break through that barrier. Let's try to get 130, 120, 150, 200, whatever. But anyhow, um, no, I, I love what we're talking about here because, you know, I think it's spot on and, you know, I don't, I don't know where, how many produce you have right now, but I'd be interested to know, like, you know, when you're, you're training those people, like, is that what you feel like some of the, still some of the biggest hurdles is, is getting out and just doing that cold calling or is it truly some of the back end of the processes are kind of, everybody's a little different in that or what does that look like? I think everybody's a little different. So, so in our agency, um, our producers, and there's three of us, right? Our producers are, and I'll consider myself a producer, even though I'm, I, I call, I'm, I'm kind of the, the utility guy, right? Uh, we'll be looking at P&Ls and then the next day I'm out cold calling. So it's a little different, right? But as a producer, there's three of us, right? So our goal each month in my mind, right, for me is I want to make sure that I have at least five or six commercial in my pipeline. And when I say commercial accounts, we from a DWP, it's anywhere from 10 to 25, right? So so uh, I need to have five to seven of those in my pipeline at all time, right? And that's probably a little light on certain areas and, and you know, in that. But so I just try to do that. Then from the aspect of looking at that and going, okay, oh, I closed four this month. Great job. That's a hundred grand in DWP, but let's go, you know, let's make sure I'm still full in that pipeline. So from us, yeah. the producer goes out, they find the account, um, they come in, they do the quoting and, and they do everything until it's signed, sealed, delivered. And then it goes to our service team, right? So that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot to do, yeah. but on the flip side, it is and it's not, right? When you're working smart and you have a process of, okay, I manage my time correctly because I know on um, you know Friday from one to four, that's my quotes and proposed yeah. building and that for my following week. Um, I know that, I, you know, and I try to with having three kids in sports, you know, nighttime after nine, I might open my laptop, but most of the time I'm exhausted. I'm 43 years old. I'm, you know, I mean, it, listen, it's a, it's a, yeah, I know, right? When you say old days of the Google, I can remember using an Excel spreadsheet and thinking I was, I was hot. I was, I was, I, hey, man, look at how me, you know? Yeah. It's, it's having that. So I drop the kids off about 7 30. I'm in the office by eight, right? And there is more done from eight to nine before the phone starts ringing, before clients start calling, before that, that you can get done. But on the flip side, and this is the one thing I see, and I'm not going to call out younger because I, I know some guys that are my age who do the same thing. I'll drop the kids off. I might go back home, take a 20-minute nap, 30-minute nap, sit there, a cup of coffee, scroll through social media, then get a shower. By the way, then I'm rolling at 9.30. Okay, you keep doing that. And by the way, when I'm out here out hustling you, keep doing what you're doing. So I think that it's it's not just- Yeah, and, yeah, and that's one of those things, like for me, my, one of my niches was HVAC. Um, and so I loved- most HVAC guys, they, they all, 99% of them, in my opinion, that I called on, they have their meetings every morning. Like they get the crew together in the garage or out there by the trucks. And it's like, all right, here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. Da, da, da. Like a quick little 10 minute meeting. I would show up right after that meeting or right before that meeting. 
Yep. And I didn't want to be there because I knew the owner of the business was going to be there. I knew the right people were going to be there. Sometimes I might show up with some water. Sometimes I might show up with some whatever hats or whatever. I don't care what it was, whatever gimmicky I wanted to do, but show up. And I knew again, I'd drop off the kids seven 30 and show up at that meeting, right? At the seven 40, seven 35, whatever it might be. Or maybe take the kids a little bit early that day or have the wife take them that day and then show up. But the point being get started, you know, and I'm not saying you have to be an early bird to get the worm, but it sure does help. Um, to be Especially on the service side. And the one thing, the one thing I do is, and the neat thing about our industry, right? I mean, we can write commercial, but we also write personal. So one yeah. thing that I did last summer, it, it got, it got upwards of 100, 105 degrees in Kentucky last year, right? Well, I had a company that was a detail, uh, detail like detail, car detailing, boat yeah. detailing, things like that, right? Well, I knew they had about sixteen guys, so it was like about one o'clock on that day. I go, I'm going over to Gordon Food Service. I'm grabbing the little ice creams with the wooden spoons. Yeah. I grabbed 30 of them and I just stopped by and said, Hey, here you go. And all of a sudden you're, you're one that shows one, you're separating yourself, right? Cause who else is doing that? You know, two, all of a sudden they're like, man, the owner looks at me and goes, thank you so much. I appreciate everything. I'm like, that's great. And then by the way, then all those people that you've not ever met before that they go, who is this guy? Oh, wait, he does insurance. Hey, you know what? Hey, quote my stuff for me. Right. And I end up getting three customers from just dropping off ice cream. Right. And that that's something that I challenge everybody out there to do. Just do one thing like that a month. One thing. It costs 20 or 30 bucks, but it's going yeah, you're right. You know, I talked about on the episode with Dylan uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I used to do the Otter Pops, the little, yeah. you know, yeah. oh, pops, yeah. and that worked really well. And then, you know, some of the larger clients that I had or prospects I wanted, I would make them, you know, their own, like when the trucker hats first came out and they were real big, I'd make them their own hat. I'd put my logo on the side and theirs on the front. So they're pimping my gear, yep. you know, with their logo on it. So it's their stuff, part of their uniform, but then they had mine on the side. And I got several from that. People be like, oh, man, I want one of your hats. They're like, well, you got to do insurance on me first. Ha, ha, ha. And then sure enough, you know, but again, you know, and again, it's not about marketing, but some great ideas, though. But also, you know, like I said, not everything's going to work and not everything's going to resonate with everybody. But going back to what we were talking about earlier, using sports analogies, I think I've used this on the podcast before, but I'm a big baseball guy. And, you know, you can use this with any sport, but let's talk about it. Are you a baseball guy? You like baseball? Oh. So you talk about some of the best hitters in baseball. Usually, what's their batting average? Oh, over 300. Right. But that's 30%, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so when you start talking about it, they're getting paid gazillions of dollars to hit the ball 30% of the time. And you start getting frustrated with yourself. You're not winning every account. Who are you? Yeah. You're not going to hit. You're not going to do better than that. Obviously, we try to hit around 45, 50%. But at least, you know, thinking about that. Or think about Steph Curry, like one of the best three-point shooters in the country. You know, the dude probably shoots 35, 40% of his threes. You know, you look at Jordan, his free throws, or not free throws, but field goal percentage was somewhere in the 40s, maybe 50s. You know, you look at some of that in, in you know, sports. You know, it's like, okay, um, you're not going to be able to hit 100% of the time. And so... Again, um, I don't want it to be like a, a sexist male dominant sports thing, but that works for anything. I mean, golf, you know, you're not going to hit a hole in one every time. If you do, geez. But like, you know, when you do, you can't, like you said, going back to that, you win that big account. Okay. You can't just celebrate that hole in one. You got to move on to the next hole or you get a birdie on that hole guy or girl, you know, you got to move on to the next one and be like, okay, I got to birdie this one. Yep. I can't just be yeah. like, Oh, I got a birdie three holes ago. I'm good. Yeah. Cause no. Yep. Well, and the good thing about our industry is, you know, from my background with advertising, when you would get a big account or do that, you would basically have to go to another industry, right? With us, it's like, hey, I just, you know, I just got a $40,000 commercial order for an HVAC company. Uh, okay, let's 
basically take Jeff's HVAC company off the proposal. Let's use the same value statement, the same everything, walk in, do the same process. And we're probably, you know, if you walk in 10 times, you're going to get four appointments, which means you're going to get to pitch one or two, which means you probably close one. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's back into the numbers. And you talk about me when I first came over, right? When I first, I had, a, I had a number in mind. I was very blessed to be making a decent amount of money, right? And so Daniel did a phenomenal job of saying, and I always laugh, he was like, yeah, man, when you're an executive, I couldn't afford you. He's like, but with you not having a job, I can afford you now. Right. So he said, you know, and we work, you know, this comes to recruiting, right? Everybody talks about recruiting, recruiting, yeah. recruiting. He asked me, he said, what do you need to live? What do you need to live? And I said, X. And he says, I got you. You're one. Gotcha. Don't worry about selling. Just learn the business. He's like, now, you know, we're going to have incentives. We're going to bonus. We're going to do things like that. Right. Coming in year two you know, that quote unquote number. Okay, great. You did, you know, and I'll use me, for example, I had $700,000 coming off of my first year, right? Which, which was from a little bit of a seed book, but a lot of crossing things like that. I was very lucky. So we looked at it and said, okay, normal commission from a producer would be X. Here's what we quote unquote guarantee. Let's, let's cross-reference it, right? And so now year three, it's Okay, here's the number. By the way, you're going to have a higher commission for new business. You're going to do this. And all of a sudden you're this. So it's a three-year plan. So basically he's not, quote unquote, made money, right? I mean, offset, different things like that. Yes, but that's how we looked at it. We looked at a three-year plan. And so with new producers that we're bringing on, I'm looking at a three-year plan and saying, what do you need, right? And the other thing is this. I have a, a really a customer and a good buddy who's a, a business attorney. We looked at it and we said, okay, hey, let's look at all of our you know, non-solicitation agreements. Let's look at our employment agreements. Let's look at all this stuff. And we realized real quick for what I was expecting of our sales team, right? Because of my world, everybody was W-2. Everybody's W-2. We have a sales meeting. We have goals. We have you know, one-on-ones, all that stuff. You can't do that in the 1099 world. Legally, you can't do that in the 1099 world. So we've switched our producers and our incoming producers to W-2s. And, and, and it will allow them to get in our health plan. It'll allow them to do the 401k. It'll allow them to have not ownership in the way of you own the company, but ownership of the way of we're all in this together, right? And, and so it's, and this fits for our agency, right? I mean, but, but it's something to look at and say, how am I recruiting? What am I getting in? And what is my plan? So then all of a sudden, when you're looking at an all-in comp, you're saying, okay, we're going to match 401k. So I don't know, let's use round numbers. Say it's hundred grand. Okay. Well, out of that hundred grand, we got eight grand for, for, um, you know, health and we're going to throw 10 for 401k or whatever that is. And you're looking at it as an all-in comp, which is more of what I would look at it from the quote unquote corporate world and saying, what are we as an agency investing in this person, right? Working with companies like you to bring them on the sales side, working, you know, and look at it as an overall plan, not just, we need to hire producers. And if we hire five tool stick, you know, type of stuff. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I like that. And, and we, we train a lot of the same thing of, you know, taking that and then you could back it down every year as they are growing their book. But I think it's, it will help a lot if you're listening to this, whether you're whatever side of the table you're sitting on, if you can get some transparency in there to be able to show them the numbers or ask for the numbers, because a lot of times producers I've talked to, they don't understand. They just feel like, 
if you write uh, for again for easy math a thousand dollar account oh they just want to make a ton of money it's like no you talk about 15 percent you talk about 150 bucks and if you take 50 percent of that you make 75 bucks off of a thousand dollar account i mean the math is simple but they're like they think in their head oh 75 bucks it's all i made i wrote a thousand dollar account no bro i mean there's or a hundred thousand dollar account again. Figure out the math on that. Mm-hmm. But if you could show them those numbers, so they understand a lot of principles and agency owners are like I can't show the numbers. I can't. I got to hide behind those numbers. And I think you got to be transparent so they understand the math. Yep. They understand what has to be written. So, be like, okay, bro. In three, four years, you're gonna be a hundred percent commission or whatever. That again, your model's W two. But to be able to say you got to understand the math to get there. So you run it like your own little business. You got, you know, you know, Jeff Inc. You got to feel, okay, Jeff Inc. needs this much money to survive. Okay, reverse engineer that. I got to write this many policies at this commission, this renewal rate, figure up the math, boom. Yeah. And that's 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 the great thing about producers is is when you show them, hey, and we yeah. even we even did this with our service team, right? Because, you know, you got different percentages for different, uh, uh, um, you know, carriers. So when you're talking rewrites, right? We looked at our renewal process and we said, one, we're going to call every single renewal. And the service team looked at it like we had nine heads. They go, what are you talking about? That's 4,000 customers. Yes. And we're going to do it. Right. And with the automation, right. But then, okay. And I had one this morning and I, I, okay. So Daniel gets on me. this a lot. I still call my renewals every time. He's like, why are you doing that? We have automation. I said, because they chose to do business with me. Right. And, and yes, is it a lot? Absolutely. But you know what? And maybe when I have a $3 million book, I'm not doing that. I know I will, but I'm still going to make it a point. And so I talked to a guy this morning He's and I have no problem. He is currently with Safeco. Safeco is taking ridiculous amount of rate increase in Kentucky. Right. So right. But I shared my screen with him and had the renewal tool and said, here's, here's where it is. And he's like, his home's going up $100,000 in dwelling costs. Well, that's what 80% of his his, right. his uh, premium is. He looks at me and he goes, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Versus, and I said, okay. I said, you know, awesome. So I showed the value of, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you behind the curtain. I'm showing you what I'm seeing, right? Then yeah. when you're doing all of that, it's it. Now, are, are we going to have a review like that with every customer? No. Right. But if I would have called him and said, hey, your premium's going up $800, uh, what yeah. do you want to do? What the heck is he going to do? He's going to go shop it. But if you uh-huh. say you position it in a way, uh, and this is, you know, for the service team, you know, people out there listening, if you position a way of value and say, let me show you why your premium is going up. By the way, you're getting $100,000 or more of your reconstruction costs. What does that mean? It means if your house burns down, they write you a check for $500,000 versus $400,000. By the way, and then now your personal property costs are going up. Your your, uh, other structures, all this stuff is all mathematic. Here you go. And they go, oh, well, that's not as bad. Exactly. I'm good. And so with a 15-minute conversation, that now saved 30 minutes in a rewrite, 15 more minutes of a conversation, an hour. So if you're doing that with let's call it 20%, think of all that time you're getting back from the service team that you can use yep. for cross-selling, upselling, you know, doing that revenue generating ideas for your service team. Yeah, no, I love it. And I go back to what you just said about calling all of your customers. I mean, let's say even going back to a, let's say you got a big age, you got 5,000 customers. Like, I can't do that. Take the simple math of 5,000 customers 
Divide that by 250 days. Let's say you take 10 days for vacation. That's 20. You divide that by five in a day, then you got four a day. You mm-hmm. got a call. And you're not going to connect with every one of them. People are busy. They're not going to answer. So you connect to 50% of them. You talk to two people a day and leave voicemails for the other ones. Again, it's not, you know, it does sound daunting to say I'm going to call every one of my renewals, but it's not really. The other thing I love is that, again, not leading with price, not talking about price, leading with other things and, you know, showing the value, all the things you're talking about are, are, are spot on. I love it. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. And I look up, we've already gone almost an hour here. We have to come, have you come back on again. It's crazy. But again, we've covered a lot of things here. And guys, I really hope that you had your, your notebook ready and you were taking notes and not go back and listen again. Jeff was spitting some gold here and I appreciate that. And Three years in, imagine once you've been in 10, 12, and that, that gray, that beard is full gray. Yeah. Bro, you're going to be up on stage teaching us at those events and whatnot. But, no, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I think that's super cool and everything that you're going through. And I think people should take some notes on that. And, you know, what I would ask you, if there's any last thing you'd want to share with the audience, any piece of advice you have for either a producer or a service or an owner or a whatever – you know, I'll give you a few minutes here, give you the floor if you have any advice or anything you want to share, anything burning on your brain. Yeah, I would just say this, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. Right. We all want to go out. We all want to make a quarter million dollars a year. We all want to have a $10 million revenue agency, but it all starts with one step, right? So if you're a producer, do one more thing extra today, right? If you're an owner, dig in and have one more conversation with your team, you know, yeah. Do just one more thing. It's not Love no one asking you to, to go out and, and make 700 cold calls a day. Just do one more, right? I always say all the time, be better. You ain't got to be the greatest. You don't have to be the best. But can you be better than what you were yesterday? Yep. 100%. And, and, and so I, I, I challenge everybody out there, just be better and do one more thing extra today. And he, thank you so much for, for, for letting me come on, man. I'm, I'm loving, I love this. And and if anybody out there, you know, find me on LinkedIn, uh, find me on Facebook as Jeff Moret insurance agent. Um, you know, I'd love to have conversations and and chat. I mean, it's just, you know, any, any email address that can reach you at, I'm sorry, any, uh, contact info, email address, whatever. Uh, my cell phone is 859-699-2150. Um, like I said, LinkedIn at Jeff Moret. Um, you know, we have, we have, uh, that, I mean, yeah, it's just reach out to me, man, reach out to me. I, I would love to talk with anybody around the country. I have started building unbelievable relationships with, uh, with three, three brothers, as I call them from, uh, what Jeremy, Wisconsin, Brent from Utah, and then, uh, uh, Aaron from California that I met two years ago that we chat a lot. And, uh, it's funny when we all get together, a one city world tour, you know, we just, we, we talk and hang and, and that as well. So, yeah. Oh yeah. We definitely cut it up. We, we definitely cut it up over some steaks at night too. So that yeah. was fun too. Yeah, that was a good but, time. Uh, brother, I, I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you again in person. And, uh, you know, I told you, I've got a lot of family in Kentucky, um, uh, that someone went to Moorhead, um, uh, someone went to other, but I, next time in Kentucky, I'm looking you up. We're going to hang out. Oh, 100%. I, I guarantee you, we'll go to a bourbon distillery. And uh, and uh, as long as, you know, yeah. always, always great food and great times in Kentucky. You know it. Brother, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. And another uh, episode of Insurance Town Podcast and another guest that was requested by you, the citizens of Insurance Town. 
I love when you guys email me and talk to me. You heard him here first. When he blows up and he's speaking on stages all over the country, and he's the guy leading the charge in our industry. Remember, you heard Jeff Moret here on my show first. <laughs> yeah, I say that with all humility because you were the guys who introduced me to him. Thank you so much. If you've got an idea or if you want to be a guest on the show, anything like that, you reach out. Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. If you got an idea for your own show, go to getreadysetpodcast.com. And uh, all you got to do is record. They do all the rest. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.